Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Tonight, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor. We're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, tonight at 9, 8 central on CBS. Tonight, it's the CBS original comedy, The Neighborhood. I need at least a month to prepare for a debate, not six hours. Actually, it's four hours. <laughs> no, my watch is broken, too. With Cedric the Entertainer, Max Greenfield, and guest star Wayne Brady. You gotta fund the schools or graduate fools. I stole all my lines. Look, don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, well, what is it? Okay, so I don't have a plan. A new episode of The Neighborhood. You're gonna have to give them a show. Tonight, 8, 7 central on CBS. Tonight, the streak ends. That's right. They're going to get it right tonight to talk about that and more. A man who's lived through it all, uh, a survivor of covering some bad basketball here. The great Rick Bonnell of the Charlotte Observer joins us now on the Technicom Hotline. Rick, welcome to the show, buddy. It's not easy covering an NBA team for 30 years and never having covered a conference final. <laughs> You'll get it eventually, Rick. So for those people out there who don't understand how the process is going to differ tonight and how things have changed because of of COVID and not getting everybody together, how will the, the process tonight differ from usual? Well, it's obviously a lot less pomp and circumstance and everybody won't be in some gigantic ballroom in Chicago. Um, you know, normally the way that the NBA does this, and it's smart, is – they have the, uh, the the lottery two nights before the combine starts. Well, this year, um, we don't definitively know whether there's going to be a combine, and if it is, it's almost certain to be virtual. And beyond that, we don't even know whether um, teams will be allowed to bring in players for individual workouts. Um, I think that's going to be interesting. You know, I'm, I find it really interesting that Mitch Kupchak went out of his way to say um, at, when the season was declared over that he would have been perfectly ready to um, uh, draft on June 25th if they left the draft the way it was. Um, he feels he's ready. It, is that a good thing? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Josh, um, one, one little thing that I thought was interesting was um, he has uh, he normally goes to Europe in late March and April, yeah. and this year he happened to go in January. And that's probably a, a you know a good thing considering everything that happened. He told me that he got back in the states in late January, and um, that he felt like he saw everybody he really needed to see. Now, you know what we don't know. I think it's going to be dramatically different from the NFL draft in the sense that basically the hay was in the barn, and now you know we ha- don't have an NCAA tournament. We don't have, for the most part, having had conference tournaments. Um, the opportunity to see players against other great players was really diminished. Hornets beat reporter Rick Bennell joining us in the Technicom hotline here on Wilson and Parcel. I, I, I'm i trying to get excited about the idea of the number one pick. If the Hornets were to, to pull this off and, and get the number one pick, who are some names that Hornets fans would need to know? Um, this is not 
this is not a draft anything like last year when when I think no matter who um, got the first pick, it was going to be Zion. Um, I think that there are hypothetically four or five players, any whom, any one of whom could um, end up being the top pick depending on who gets it tonight. I will tell you this. Um, Mitch has really gone out of his way to message that uh, need would not carry the day over um, value. That he just doesn't feel like they're anywhere close enough in terms of um, talent in the aggregate to act that way. It's interesting because a guy that I think is maybe going to be on the board at eight, if the Hornets end up drafting there, is Obi Toppin. And Obi is very similar, not identical, but similar to Miles Bridges. That leads me to my question, Rick. I want to ask you about Miles. We're two years into the Miles Bridges experiment here. There's a lot of good, and there's some bad as well. Do you view Bridges as a guy who's a fixture of the Hornets for years to come? Or do you think he's a guy that, depending on who they draft tonight or how they address the roster in the next year, could be a guy that maybe they view as more valuable as an asset as opposed to a building block on this team? I don't think it's in the long-term best interest of Miles Bridges to to be a small forward. I'm not saying he won't play some small forward, but I don't think that you want him um, to be your three to um, allow for P.J. to be your four. He is a small ball four. And at some point, I think they're going to have to choose between them um, and hopefully in a way that whatever they choose um, means that they get something in return rather than you know one of them just sort of leaving in free agency. Rick, do you think it would be a certainty that if the Hornets got the number one pick, they would keep the pick? Oh, no. <laughs> I, think, I think Mitch is very much... Uh, the sort of person who um, doesn't jump to conclusions. I think that he would um, see that that pick as a commodity. Um, Mitch likes to explore things. Mitch is very deliberate. Um, He's not impulsive. And so, you know, there's been an awful lot of time. You know, this this offseason is going to – is so extended. Um, But the other problem, Nick, that I think is kind of germane to that is truly nobody knows what salary cap is going to be next season. And how much you know teams are going to have salary cap problems? Who's going to have to unload contracts? Until we know what that cap number is going to be sometime in October, um, there's only so much you can really do working forward. Do you think, or, or rather, what kind of moves do you think could implore the Hornets to move off that number one pick uh, if they in fact got it? A young guy who is a difference maker, and that sounds generic, but really, I don't know how many teams in the league um, have less of a number one option than they do. And that is no knock on Devontae Graham or P.J. Washington, who are clearly their two best young players and are clearly NBA starter quality players. But, I mean, Nick, I, I say this all the time, I just don't see anybody on this roster right now who you could say with great confidence is the best player on a team who gets to the second or third round of the playoffs. Yeah, that that's where the, the rubber meets the road, as it were. But I, I personally would keep the pick no matter what, unless they somehow got some blown away offer and Ben Simmons all of a sudden is available for the one pick, which doesn't seem realistic. Um, okay, speaking of oh, Ben... Okay, you know, when you say oh, that, Josh, yeah. and, you know, and I'm, I'm just pulling a name out of the air, okay? okay. I'm not saying he'd be available. But if if Jimmy Butler... Um, or somebody was suddenly available, somebody who could not just make a difference, but potentially make a difference for a long time, mm-hmm. somebody who um, 
forces opposing teams to really, you know, skew what they do defensively on the scouting report. I just think that that matters and you need to, you need to listen. Yeah. Uh, and that that's a name that's big enough to I'd, I'd pick up the phone. I know that. Yeah. Um, okay, Rick. Also, let, young enough is uh, yeah. young enough matters. To- totally, totally I agree with that wholeheartedly. Let, let's pivot to the NBA playoffs, Rick. I I try to be pretty reasonable when I when I make bold predictions or, or bold proclamations, but I got to tell you, man, watching Luka Doncic, I think it's possible, possible, just watching this kid at 21 years old and knowing what he's done before he even got to the NBA, when he's 20 years from now retiring, we could be talking about a guy who's one of the three or four best players who's ever lived. Am I crazy for thinking that's that's in the realm of possibility for him? I know what you're trying to say when you say his, his potential is massive. He's a connector, and that has always mattered, but it matters much more in this sort of, you know, positionless, you know, how, you know, um, sort of, um, you know, how good you are matters more than what quote position you are. Yeah. Having said that, that, you know, that, that that's asking an awful lot, Josh, but I will tell you this, the two players, young players in the NBA who get me most excited are him and Jason Tatum. And we saw him back to back last night. I mean, they both went off and, and, and now Luka Doncic, the most points in two games through uh, the first two games of your career in the playoffs, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's off to a heck of a start. Um, okay. So speaking of Tatum, he's playing alongside Kemba Walker. Um, how far can this team go? And, and, and what's it like watching Kemba now? Uh, it, it is the same old Kemba, right? Uh, yes, but he finally doesn't have to play hero ball all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always find it really weird when people would, would say that he's a ball hog or something. No, that was an effect, not a cause. I mean, who was he supposed to throw the ball to with four seconds left in the shot clock? Um, now he's got choices all around him. And he, you know, um, Kemba told me a really interesting story in the preseason that after a couple of practices, Gordon Hayward had to walk over to him and go, hey, stop fitting in. And Kemba said, what do you mean? And he goes, we brought you here to be Kemba Walker. Stop trying so hard not to get on anybody's nerves. We're not going to, you know, we want you to be you. Rick Vanell. And if the, you know Kemba, that's who he yeah, is. Right. Rick Vanell, the Charlotte Observer on the Technicom guest line here on Wilson and Parcel. We are breaking down the draft lottery, but also we got the, pra- uh, the playoffs going on. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Lakers-Blazers matchup uh, game two tonight? Uh, I think the Lakers are, are going to come out breathing fire, and it wouldn't shock me if they won by 15. Um, I, I know Josh think, thinks otherwise. I doubt that the Blazers can string together four victories, but I tell you something. A team at, with, without depth, without great depth like the Lakers, um, they can't really afford this early in the season to be greatly extended. Um, in playoff series. This is going to take a chunk out of them. Well, and that's what I think about when I'm watching LeBron. It's like everybody says that was playoff LeBron the other night, and LeBron was good. But playoff LeBron, to me, is NBA Finals LeBron. I'm backing you down in the post and basically picking and choosing my spots and hitting shooters if you're not going to stop me. That wasn't really what he did the other night. If LeBron has to do, I think, if LeBron has to do against Portland what he has been doing historically once they've reached the finals – I just don't see a world in where the Lakers get through four straight series. Is that kind of how you see it, too? It sounds like it. I think it's really cool that LeBron um, went out of his way this season to let AD know that as far as he was concerned, AD it was AD's team. 
Um, that means that AD has to hold up the other end of the bargain, and that means you don't need to see um, a whole lot of threes. You need to see AD be the you know the, as dominant a a mid post guy as there you know as there can be in this league. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick underscore Bunnell. He is the Hornets beat reporter for the Charlotte Observer on the Technicom Hotline. Rick, great stuff as always, man. Appreciate it, and, and let's get some luck and have a great tomorrow. Then, okay. Take care, guys. Thank you for having me.